Hello, everybody. This is Dom with Top of the List. Also here with me is my co-host, RB. Say what's up. What's up, everybody? And on this week's episode of Top of the List, we will be discussing Obi-Wan Kenobi Episode 5. Just came out last night at midnight. I usually wait up until midnight and watch it, and I did, and I was not disappointed at all. So... RB and I are going to be talking spoilers. This is your one and only warning right now. If you haven't seen Obi-Wan Kenobi Episode 5, turn this off, go watch it, and then come right back and hear what our thoughts were about the newest episode. So RB, I loved this episode. I thought this was one of the best the series had to offer. And um, there's a lot of big developments, a lot of nostalgic callbacks that we got to talk about. So yeah. let, let, let's just dive right in, RB. What do you think about this episode? I mean, sound like a broken record here, but another 10 out of 10. I think the reason <laughs> I'm giving all these episodes a 10 out of 10 because, is because I'm sitting back, and this is the first show. You know, I felt The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett were very episodic. They were different adventures every week. This is a uniform timeline that could be, if you put them all together, a six-hour featured film. Um, and it would be a 10 out of 10 for me. So this, you know, another one to me that hit it out of the park. Uh, we finally got what we wanted with the flashback sequences. I think those were excellently handled with the exception of, I thought Aiden Christensen kind of looked a little old, but that's fine. You know, what are you going to do? Um, so I really love the flashback sequences. We got more of a backstory on Riva. Turns out, you know, most of our predictions about her were right. We were on the right page. They were, yep. you know, leaving hints here and there. Let's um, let's talk yeah. about those flashbacks real quick because yeah. we, we yeah. got to digest this, this for a second. Yeah. Um, I do agree with you for a second. I did see like, oh, wait, that's, you know, Hayden Christensen right now when he's in his, what is he, like yeah. 40s? I think. Thereabouts, yeah, probably. Yeah, so I was like, okay, yeah, that's it now. But then then again, when he, when he like lit up his lightsaber and they were fighting and stuff like that, I was in. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah this could yeah. be a deleted scene from Attack of the Clones. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, it, was, it was handled very well, the, the, done in the same style of lightsaber battles that we've seen in the, in the uh, prequels. So, yeah, it was excellently handled. I, yeah, I loved it. It was just sure. so cool. Like, and, yeah. and I'm with you, RB, now. Like, you know, I admit, there's some parts, like, Attack of the Clones has some pretty terrible dialogue if you look at it from, like, a movie-making standpoint. But as a Star Wars fan, I mean, Attack of the Clones is great. You know, there's, there's so much good action in it. The story is actually pretty cool. And, you know, despite some questionable acting at the time, some questionable dialogue, you know, you can look overlook that. And just seeing these guys in their costumes fighting mm -hmm. like they were in Attack yep. of the Clones, it was so cool. It was so yep. cool. Yep. So, I mean, hats off to them. And I think they used the same de-aging technology that they do in the Marvel films because, uh, okay. you know, everything's Disney. Mm -hmm. um, akin to, like, you know, what they did with Sam Jack in uh, Captain Marvel. Right. Kind of like what they did with, you know... What what else? Where else did they use it recently? I remember one of these one of these movies. Well, I know Marvel the the first big one. It wasn't a Marvel movie, but I feel like the first big one they did was with Tron. Yeah, that was the big with one with Jeff Bridges. But then was it was it Ant Man when they did it with Michael Douglas in the flashback scene? Exactly. Yeah, they they used it on Michael Douglas, and that was the first time people were pretty much convinced by it. Then Captain Marvel evolved on it. Then of course, most recently, Spider Man No Way Home. They used it on um, Alfred Molina. They used it on Willem Dafoe. You know, to make them look younger, like they were when they were in the Spider Man films. Yeah. So, but yeah, so they did a good job here with that, and um, yeah, the choreography was pretty spot on. But then, of course, we pick up where we left off last week with a homing beacon left on Lola, which is Leia's little droid friend. And uh, 
Which something, just quick sidebar, yeah. I noticed yeah. this. Is Lola supposed to look like the Millennium Falcon? Or am I, I reading too I far know. into it? Maybe. I, 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 I think I that's like a possibility. This week and I was like, oh, maybe like that's why she falls for Han in his ship, sort of childhood <laughs> memories. I, <don't> know. <laughs> I, I was looking into that this week. I was like, oh, it kind of looks like Millennium Falcon. Speaking of looking into stuff, though, RB, I got I to gotta toss you a little, uh, a little uh, theory I got here, a Let's little yeah. metaphorical analogy. So I, I, I can't take credit for discovering this on my own, but I did read this on Twitter. And I want to know what your take is, RB, because... So far, we have five episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And so far, each episode, from what I've you know, collected, follows a parallel to what each episode of the Star Wars saga, the original six films, is. So, we start off with episode one. Tatooine, of course, is the main parallel there. We have you know, a young boy and Luke Skywalker living there. All kinds of stuff like that. So it kind of follows the course of the Phantom Menace for the most part. Our heroes go off on a journey for a little bit. So, you know, there's a little bit of a relation to Phantom Menace. Episode 2, Obi-Wan is on a foreign planet, like when he goes to Kamino in Attack of the Clones. He's doing detective work. He's trying to find, you know, who... Uh, in Attack of the Clones, he's trying to find out who started the clones. Right. In this episode, he's trying to find out where Leia is. He's asking around. He's undercover. Kind of akin to Attack of the Clones. There's rain. A lot of rain on this planet, you know, <laughs> okay, just like yeah. just like Camino. So, kind of similar to Attack of the Clones. In a then, battle, a battle where we see not maybe not our villain, but you know, we see Obi Wan escape, like we see Count Dooku escape at the end of Attack of the Clones as well. Exactly. So then we get to Episode Three. That's a little more Revenge of the Sith. We have Obi Wan and Darth Vader meeting, just like Anakin and Darth Vader faced off. Obviously, the parallels are there. Then episode four, we get a very, this is the one where I felt like it was the most like to the movie because, you know, A New Hope, we get... All about an, rescuing Leia. All about rescuing Leia, yeah. all about infiltrating some sort of Imperial base, right? Yeah. Like the Death Star, so very close to A New Hope. And then in this one, this was similar to the opening of Empire Strikes Back where we get Darth Vader invading the Rebel base on Hoth. Right? Yeah, okay, I can see it, yeah. Yeah, so do you, you think that's a good analogy? Yeah, I, I yeah, thought that was interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if that's necessarily what they, I mean, if they were going for that, but if they were, they did a great job, and if not, I, I like I like where you're going with it, or whoever, whoever you know, you're taking credit, or giving credit to came up with that. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool, and um, so let's talk about this Rebel base and all the ongoings in the Rebel base. Uh, we get more of Roken, which I still think is a great character. We get more of uh, what was her name? Lila or? Uh, shoot, is it? We're, we're talking about the Imperial. The Imperial. Yeah, uh, I keep forgetting her name. Imperial. Yeah, I, I can't remember her name either. But the one with Ned B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ned B. I remember owner. Ned B. <laughs> yeah, Ned B. Was awesome in this one too. He yep, had a great moment. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we get the homing beacon. Um, they're trying to escape as when possible. Um. Yeah, what, so they're just kind of like, Darth, they know Darth Vader's on their tail, I guess, at some point, so. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're trapped. They get trapped because of the, <laughs> yeah. the uh, well, I, I think there's some cool, some cool stuff in here, too. I mean, we have another callback to, you know, the path and sort of this underground railroad of Jedi. We see some uh, Jedi lightsabers. There we see the as lightsabers, well. which are cool. And I was going to ask you do, you: do you know any of those lightsabers? Or uh, I, didn't I didn't recognize any, any. Main ones. Okay. Yeah, but maybe. Gotcha. I mean, I'm sure there's some. They they had some idea of whose they were when they mm -hmm. put them out there. You know. Okay. 
But yeah, I mean, that was really cool to see all yeah. that. And of course, Obi-Wan still trying to get reconnected to the Force, which more so than in any of the other Star Wars films, you know, I guess in the original trilogy, it really was. They described it as a religion. And in this, it really does feel like, a you know, some sort of ancient religion that is kind of in the past. And he's trying to reconnect with his religious order. And I thought that was really cool that they're kind of bringing that idea back um, from the original trilogy. So and another big development in this one is at the beginning of this episode, Reva meets with Darth Vader, which is still awesome to see Darth Vader. And yep, yep. he asks her to kneel, which immediately made me think oh shit he might kill her right here which was kind of crazy but then he promotes her to grand inquisitor Grand inquisitor yeah so that's um to me having known just from you know preparing myself for the show that she is not the grand inquisitor um in later renditions of that character sort of leads me to believe that we're getting to the end of our reva storyline which we later see you know potentially that could be what's happening yeah, absolutely. So she is allowed to spearhead the assault on this, uh, I guess you could say, underground base. You know, they're not really rebels, but they're you know refugees of some sort. Uh, yeah, the, the, the PATH headquarters, yeah. I guess, on Jabim, right? Jabim, on Jabim, Jabim. Yeah. yeah. So we get, we get there, and uh, Riva is outside the door, and we get an interaction between Obi-Wan and Riva that is pretty awesome. Yes, and I love this sequence. Confirms our theories, right? Exactly. Yep. I, I think I think from this point to the end of the episode was as perfect of a Star Wars sequence as you can get. I don't know if it was 15, 20 minutes, even longer, but it was like, wow, this is like, again, watching Empire Strike Back, Strikes Back as it came out in theaters, getting to watch this for the first time. Absolutely. So yeah. we get, uh, you know, all these Imperials are trying to blast open this door. Obi-Wan gives a great um, kind of like rally cry, a nice speech. Uh, to the refugees there, gets them to, you know, arm up and load up, and Leia, in the meantime, is trying to get the bay doors to open, and she's doing that, um, and then, of course, he goes to talk with Reva, and we get the big reveal of the episode, which, you know, I do have to say, I think we saw it coming a mile away, that Reva is one of the Padawans from the opening sequence of episode one, and she was there during Order 66 when Anakin was killing all the younglings. Yeah. So that was that was an interesting development, despite it not really being a big surprise at all <clears> to <throat> me. Um, but it was, you know, it was work for her character. And the other big twist we get is that, like I had also predicted, Reva is not hunting Obi-Wan. She is hunting Darth Vader. Yep, and using Obi-Wan as bait. Which, I, I, you know, like I said, I think we both had an inkling of this from... The, well, the first episode, second episode, but first day of release where she's using him. Anakin Skywalker is alive. You know, that, you know, I, I think that kind of led us on to that. that She's trying to use Obi-Wan because she knows Obi-Wan and Anakin will lead her to closer to Anakin, Darth Vader, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, exactly. So, and Obi-Wan uses that to his advantage in this episode. Of course, we have a really awesome, after their little talk there, Reva slices her, stabs her lightsaber through the door. We finally only... get to see her really use that, that Inquisitor lightsaber, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, she only used it to kill the Grand Inquisitor, you know, and, yeah. and that was about it. And mm -hmm. Obi-Wan gets a badass force push off on her and sends mm -hmm. her flying backwards. Oh, yeah. That was pretty awesome. Yep, classic then, a la Obi-Wan. 
Then we get a great assault on the base as well. Obi-Wan's deflecting stuff. Rebels are, you know, fighting back. Uh, it's pretty great. Yeah, so. uh, 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 and another scene that, you know, took me back. To me, that's prequel Star Wars. That's watching, you know, the attack on Hoth, as we mentioned, or, you know, the opening sequence of A New Hope. Uh, even, you know, I'm not a big fan of Rogue One, but there's some excellent siege scenes in Rogue One. You know, that took me there. That was at this level of Star Wars cinema in this episode, That the siege scene. Yeah, absolutely. And then they, they have to keep falling back, and um, I, keep, I can't remember that uh, the main character's name. Maybe you could look it up Yep, real I, yeah, quick. I'm getting it now, yep. I think it's Tilla or Lilla. Oh, gosh, why can't I remember this stuff? But she bites the bullet. And she um, gets shot in the stomach, and Ned B goes to protect her, which was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, it was pretty sad because I did like Ned B. He was wrecking some stormtroopers. He punched one back way into a wall. It was pretty awesome. And he sent a couple of them flying into the rest of the clone troop, uh, the uh, stormtroopers. Sorry. And uh, yeah. So uh, do you do you have her name? I'm I'm still looking. R B. Come on. This I'm is not, your one job on the show, man. I'm not. I'm not fast enough. I'm. I'm scanning. I'm scanning. I can't find it. RB's got to build up his thumb muscles there so he can type <laughs> faster on his phone to look up the names of these characters. Yes. But so, yes, this is yeah. this is the definitely the emotional scene of the episode. Yeah, totally. And and it's pretty sad because she gets shot, and I think this is one of the few times where we see someone get shot with a blaster and then see blood afterwards. Usually, it's yeah. just they get shot and then they die, and that's it. And uh, so that was pretty crazy to see that um, that there was blood afterwards. That Tala. and Tala, Tala, Tala. Okay, so Tala bites the bullet. She takes out a thermal detonator. Thermal detonator. And she blows everyone to smithereens, saving uh, spending, saving them some time to uh, regroup. Yep. Um. So I mean, it was it was a good emotional scene. I think it did its job. Uh, worked for you as well, RB. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And the music, the music at this point, the score was excellent too. Yep, absolutely. So then from there we get Obi-Wan's plan to use Reva to uh, kind of counteract Darth Vader. Um, and one thing I did want to mention too while I was thinking of it is that I I was, this episode got me really, not like, I want to say excited, but it, it made me intrigued at the beginning when it said, um, you know, some scenes in this fictional series may be, um, did you see that at the beginning, RB? Uh, I I didn't know. There's a message at the beginning that says, uh, at the, at, like in just in black before they even show the the previously on, it just says you know some scenes in this in this uh, series, this fictional series might be unsuitable for some viewers. Ah, and okay. It was the first okay. time I'd seen that, and I think it's because they had the flashbacks of him killing the younglings in this episode. Got it. Got it. So, um, of course, we, uh, so from after uh, Tala's death, we get uh, Obi-Wan giving up his lightsaber, his blaster, and his hologram, which he had previously viewed, which was Bail Organa saying, I'll go to Tatooine, protect Luke Skywalker, all of that. Yep. Um, and then, why don't you, why don't you explain what uh, Obi-Wan's plan here was to save all the people? Right, so, I mean, this is the the grand plan to get everyone onto the onto the transport knowing that Darth Vader is going to to take it down which he does and is one of the coolest scenes ever Darth Vader from this in this episode on is incredible where he uses the force to pull down the transport 
I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, it was so awesome. And yeah. I, I think Obi-Wan kind of manipulates Reva a little bit here and shows that he is, you know, he uses, like, it, it was a callback to what was going on in the flashbacks and saying, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan saying, there's more than one way to, to fight. Yeah, yeah, to win. Yeah. And, um, you know, he didn't really need any of his weapons. All he had to do was go to Reva and say, you know, are you going to let him do what he did to all the younglings again right now? There's women and children in there. Are you going to let him do that yeah. again? And um, she's, she kind of sides with him a little bit there and they they find an understanding and yeah like you said that i i thought that i thought it was going to end right there when the ship was already in like the jets were on and it was going up and i was like oh damn like he was he was too late and then right. boom he just lifts up his hand so cool and he just yanks it back down to the ground like he is so mad it's so powerful that he just tears open the hull of the ship and sees no one's in there and then yep. they get away yep yep and then why don't, why don't you talk about what happens after that, RB, when Reva attempts to kill Darth Vader? Yeah, I mean, this is an incredible sequence. Um, but to me, it's it's showing what Reva's weakness is very similar to Anakin Skywalker's weakness in uh, in Revenge of the Sith because she lets anger and fear sort of control her attack. She goes with the, uh, the, the blade, the Inquisitor blade, and tries to attack him. Darth Vader force stops the blade. So cool. Doesn't even Darth Vader is to. such a badass in this episode. I, I love yeah. it. Doesn't love even it. need to use his own lightsaber. Nope, nope. Uh, and I mean, ends up splitting the blade and even offering her back part of it to uh, to duel and easily disarm. Yeah, such an incredible sequence. Disarms her, and she has nothing to do but sort of kneel again in yeah. front of him. Yeah. And I think that was a little bit of a callback there to the opening of Revenge of the Sith when he has both Dooku yep. and his own lightsaber and he cuts off the, the head. Except this time he stabs her in the chest. And here's here's one problem I do have, RB, because I think, like like you said, you give this a 10 out of 10. You know, this this is an amazing show, but so far I haven't seen a, a episode with, you know, enough, uh, like, zero flaws to give it a 10 out of 10, you know? So... Um, I think I just probably give all these episodes maybe nine and a half, you know, just just to be safe. Okay. So um, my one big flaw here is, I guess it's all with all of Star Wars. Why does everybody just leave people to die? They never finish the job except for like when he kills Dooku in Revenge of the Sith. Like he just stabs her and then leaves her to die there. And yeah, I don't know. What what do you think about that? Yeah, it's very out of character. Yeah. So so maybe I don't know because he's in the presence of Obi Wan. He's changing maybe it's because you know he feels that him killing dooku set off the the events that eventually led to padme dying so he doesn't want to do the same thing i'm not really sure but i i I see what you're saying there and and you're right it had me questioning at the end of the episode too yeah so that was my one little nitpick there but then again all the dialogue was so awesome the battle was so awesome it was crazy and then of course we get the big reveal we've been waiting for the Grand Inquisitor is alive and leaves Rita in the gutter where he found her. Yes. And, um, I mean, I'm glad the Grand Inquisitor is still alive because that would have screwed up the entire timeline <laughs> of, of Rebels and everything. So that was pretty great. Um, seeing the Grand Inquisitor and Vader standing next to each other for, if you haven't seen Rebels, which you have in RB, is the first time we've seen them ever stand in one scene together. Um, was pretty awesome. I, I think that maybe he reports to him in a holocron one time, but that's about okay. it. They're never in person together. That was pretty awesome. Um, and then, of course, we get uh, 
kind of a stinger here at the end where uh, Riva, st still alive because they leave her there while she's still alive, um, she finds Obi-Wan's hologram from uh, Bail Organa, and she discovers that Darth Vader has children. Yes. So Where are is, they going with this? I mean, I think it has to all come back to Tatooine. I think we're going to have a great final sequence of this episode of Tatooine. We have to go back to Tatooine. We know that because eventually we have Obi-Wan on Tatooine for A New Hope. Uh, now, what happens on Tatooine? I think we're going to get a great showdown between Vader and Obi-Wan. Which way it's going to go, I'm, I'm very intrigued. I, I mean, I'd like to say that Obi-Wan is going to do something enough to keep Darth Vader away uh, simply because we know he's still alive and we would assume that they don't see each other again until the events of A New Hope. Uh, but I, I think we're finally going to get, we're, we're finally going to get Luke more involved in this series, which is what I think we more expected than Leia's involvement when we first got this series. Yeah, I, I'm down to see some Luke Skywalker um, besides him just, you know, being a background character in this series. So I'm very excited to see what happens. Um, if Reva does survive somehow, I'm interested to see how she's going to be involved or if maybe she just dies. I don't I don't know what's well, going to happen. It has yeah. been announced a season two, correct, of Kenobi? I don't think they have announced any oh, season two, but okay. they want to do a season two. Got or at least I think Ian McGregor wants to do a season two. I don't know how we're going to get Reva involved yet in, in this finale. But, I mean, I could definitely see a season two centering around her arc. Yep, absolutely. So yeah. we'll see what happens here. Um, very interested to see how they wrap things up. Um, also, big question is... How is Obi-Wan going to discover how uh, Qui-Gon became a Force ghost and all that stuff, all of his training? Um, that was a big cliffhanger left off in Revenge of the Sith on, you know, how does he discover to become a Force ghost in the original trilogy? So I'm hoping we get an answer to that question as well as, you know, like you were saying, another face-off between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. we got to have some sort of conclusion, some sort of closing chapter here. So I'm very excited for what goes on next week as well, so... Um, I think that's about it, unless you got other stuff to say, RB. Yeah, no, I mean, this was another great episode. I think we both enjoyed it. Final score is 10 for me again, 9.5 for you again. And uh, we're hoping for another that level episode for the finale uh, next week. And we're excited to talk to you guys about it next week on top of the list. Stay tuned. Uh, we've got another episode we're going to be dropping this week, a review of Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, insert the size there. Uh, for sure, but we did have to go see it and wrap up what we assume will be the final of the Jurassic film series. Uh, so we'll definitely be dropping that as well as this episode. So go ahead and finishing up this episode. Click on that one. Uh, you can find us, as you know, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Leave us a five-star review. Leave a comment. Let us know what you thought of this episode of Kenobi, what your uh, thoughts on the series are altogether. Anything else I'm missing, Dom? Uh, no, that's great. We'll see you all on the next episode of Top of the List. Later, everybody.